When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Future. We're talking you know, back in real March, money. April, when the stock market was making all these moves, we kind of talked about it on the podcast once in a while. Have you noticed we don't talk about it anymore? Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's kind of irrelevant. But uh, no, it hasn't done much of anything. So we're not going to talk about it today either. We are, though, going to take a lot of questions on today's podcast because they're still piling up. Thank you. That's wonderful. I love the fact that they're piling up. It's great because that's my favorite part of this job is answering your questions. But before I do that, here is an interesting object lesson. You're sitting around thinking to yourself, I've got a 15-year, 20-year, even 30-year mortgage. Should I pay that off? Well, Here's an interesting corporate example for you. Do you know that the biggest or second biggest corporation in the world just took out, just issued a bunch of bonds? And they're paying, even though they've got billions of dollars in cash and the company is Apple... They recently borrowed a whole lot of money at 2.6%. And they borrowed it for 40 years. 40 years! Wow. Now, I just took out a mortgage on my house for 15 years at 2.75%. Apple apparently has better credit than I do. <laughs> That's not bad. But 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 here's the thing. Why did they take out, in essence, a loan? That's when you issue bonds, you're taking out a loan. Why did they take out a loan? Why didn't they just why don't they just use their cash? They've got it. Now, why did they take out a 40-year loan? A bond? Couple of reasons. They know that it is very likely, and uh, they're pretty good at what they do, they think that it's pretty likely that they can make more than 2.6% per year from their cash, even over 40 years. So, you see, if they reinvest their cash, either in their own stock or buying other companies, they know that there's a really good chance in aggregate they may have a failure once in a while, but there's a very good chance in aggregate that they're going to far exceed what they're paying to borrow that money. So now they've got a whole big chunk of change, along with a whole big chunk of change, 
part of which they got from their earnings, part of which they borrowed at 2.6%, but it gives them the ability to do all kinds of things with their money that will very likely make their company more money. It was a wise financial decision. And this is why we say it is generally an unwise financial decision to pay off your mortgage, even if you plan to live there for the rest of your life, because your money could be doing more for you elsewhere. And that's one of the themes of the show, of the podcast. And um, in fact, I think we even have a question kind of related to that today. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a whole bunch of form questions, the kind that are written in. Because for some reason, people love typing questions more than they like speaking them. So we got a lot of those. We don't have as many called-in questions. So uh, call your question in to 855-935-TALK anytime, 855-935-8255. Or go to TalkingRealMoney.com, contact, hit the contact form, type your question up, or you can just record it right there. If you've got a mic on your computer, this is a great way to get a very high-quality question on the podcast. So record it right there on the podcast. I'm Don McDonald, by the way. This is Talking Real Money. Yeah, I, you probably know you read the name. And let us get started with written questions like this one. The topic, career advice. The message. Hi, Don and Tom. See what I did there, Don? <laughs> I was complaining because everybody says Tom and Don. I enjoy your show, and I've been subscribed since hearing you on the Sound Investing Podcast with Paul Merriman, which was uh, late July 1st is when, when, that, when we did that. I continue. I am 42 years old and looking into a career transaction, uh, transaction done, transition to become a financial advisor. I'm going to move the mic over here so I can see this better. I have passed the SIE. Okay, the SIE is an, a securities industry aptitude exam, really. It doesn't mean anything, but that's so you guys know what that is. And I'm currently talking with a few people about the possibility of becoming my sponsor for the Series 7 exam. Before I commit to a specific path, I wanted to ask for your advice. My goal is to help people make wise financial decisions. I am honest and desire to be a 100% fiduciary in the same way both of you are through Vestory. Your thoughts on how to pursue and achieve my goal will be very much appreciated. Thanks for all you do. Interesting. He's from Indiana. We, we, uh, one of our newest advisors is from Indiana. He's quite good. Um, and, you know, true, good firms want good advisors. They do. Um, but finding fiduciary firms is a lot more difficult than finding a brokerage firm. And if you're getting ready to take a Series 7 exam, you're going to be working for a brokerage firm. You're going to be working as a registered representative under FINRA registration. You're going to be selling products, in other words, which means part of the time 
even if you're with a firm that has a registered investment advisory designation, you're going to be working part of the time as a merely suitable product peddler. So, there sh- you should take a different path. What you should do is start researching 100% fiduciary firms in your area. And one of the places you can do that is through uh, Dimensional Funds' website. They actually have an air- a page where you can go and find advisors in your area. And then what you should do is talk to them about how you might start in some sort of a, even at 42, some sort of a, of an apprenticeship program um, and get, get sponsored to take your Series 65 exam. That's really the test you need to take and pass to become an investment advisor representative for an RIA firm. And that's what you want to do. You can start off with a Series 7 firm, but I can tell you that you're not going to like it because, well, great example, Merrill Lynch is a Series 7 firm. Today, there was a news story that popped up. I think I did it in the short podcast that, you know, the Talking Real Money Minute. Uh, yeah, I think I just alluded to it. But their financial, their rookie financial advisors are trained to cold call, and they shut down the entire cold call program because Merrill trainers or whomever it was weren't following proper protocol. And let me tell you, as one who did, who took the Series 7 route, you're at least your first year in the business, if you last that long, will be smiling and dialing. I guess we don't dial anymore. Smiling and pushing buttons. Making cold calls. Utter misery. Truly misery. Plus, you're just going to sell whatever they tell you to sell. And is that doing what's best? Probably not. Although, sure, if you can find clients, they'll let you do them, uh, manage them with their fee-based program. But their fees can exceed 2% per year. I don't know. Is that acting as 100% fiduciary when there are firms out there that charge one and a quarter, one, or like ours, 90 basis points or less? See, we start there and go down a lot. Um, I, I would look for a fiduciary firm and take your 65. There's all kinds of courses on passing the 65, by the way. Lots and lots of them. Uh, Let's see. 855-935-TALK is our number. And let's do a call, shall we? To 855-935-8255. Here's my question. It has to do with the pandemic COVID-19 situation. And um, how does the future look? Not just for stocks, but for those of us who own our homes and are approaching retirement. My thought is, uh, that there's a possibility that home values will go down as people become unemployed. And so I think, do you recommend sell your house now while, while prices are good? And this is the Seattle area. And, uh, or 
and or not? That's my question. What to do? What do you think is going to happen? Thank you very much. Oh, darn it. Darn it. Crystal ball's broken again. I can't get that thing to work to save my life. Probably because there's no such thing. We stink at predictions. Well, we stink at them because we don't like making them. Because here's the problem with predictions. They're wrong as often as they're right. There is no one out there, not a soul, who can tell you what's going to happen to real estate prices in the future in the Seattle area or any other. No one, not a soul. Will they go up? Will they go down? Eh. Will they go up more than they go down? Probably, because they always have. What will the stock market do? Will it go up? Will it go down? Mm, one of those. Will it go up more than it goes down? Mm, probably, because it always has. So do you see where I'm going with this? You sell your house if you need to sell your house. Just as it's bad to time the stock market, it's even worse to time the housing market, particularly the house you live in. No, bad idea. Bad idea. Let's assume for a moment that the stupid coronavirus knocks the economy for a loop for for another year. Two. Well, what happens after that? Is it going to be permanent? Has any other disaster before it ever, ever been permanent? No. I mean, think about it. This is the, this week, uh, th today. Oh, yeah, today. Uh, Friday, when I'm recording this, is the 75th anniversary of VJ Day, the day the Japanese officially surrendered after World War II. So it was. it's still within some Americans' memory, this event. It was by far the worst event of the past century by, by huge margins. Nothing has ever, well, in, in history, nothing has ever killed more people. Nothing has ever caused more destruction. Nothing has taken out almost the entire economy on two continents. And yet, look at us 75 years later. Look at the world even five years later, ten years later. So, yeah, bad stuff happens. Bad stuff will always, always happen. But we also have always gotten over it. Thanks for your call. I appreciate it. 855-935-8255. Give us a call, 855-935-TALK, or send your questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Just hit that contact form. It's oh so easy. You can speak it or you can write it like this one. Subject, inherited IRA. I recently inherited a traditional IRA, which is at Morgan Stanley. I did a little research into the 20 or so funds. Holy cow. Wow. Whoa. Okay, that's commentary. He didn't write that part. I'm going to go back. I did a little research into the 20 or so funds and found that the fees being charged seem a bit excessive 
with about five of them between 1.5 and 1.9%. Oh, be still, my heart. Wow. Morgan Stanley, you should be ashamed of yourself, Morgan. Bad Morgan. Go to your room, Morgan. Can't believe you did that. I can. I used to work for them. Well, it was a different name, but same company. Bad. 20 funds. <laughs> that, also, that also sounds like an attempt to avoid the uh, the reduced sales charges. Because if you put more than 100000 into one family of mutual funds, the commissions go down. It also may be that there are some C shares in there which are underhanded. This broker, bad broker, bad, bad broker. He'd smack that broker with something. Anyway, I continue with the question. These people make me mad. I'd like to move the IRA for that reason. And by the way, many others. <clears throat> okay, back to the letter. And also, just to consolidate my portfolio. My brokerages, my brokerages, learn to speak, Don. My brokerage offers many Vanguard funds, and I would like to know if I can move an inherited IRA to another brokerage and pick the funds for myself. Also, do you recommend index funds or ETFs? Thanks. Well, um, I like both. Okay, I prefer index funds just because they're, eh, I'm okay with ETFs. I just kind of prefer the index funds. I guess I'm old fashioned. They're just, the ETFs still, you know, there's that, un that discomfort I have in case we get into some wacky market that we've never faced before. Index funds have worked, but either way, either way, it's not that big an issue. And yes, go to Vanguard. You don't even need to separate them, really, because you an inherited IRA is treated as if it was your own IRA, unless it's a Roth. You didn't say it was Roth. Uh, so you start taking withdrawals at 70 and a half anyway, and then you can name your own beneficiary. So, yeah, I, I would just get it transferred over to Vanguard and uh, pay. <laughs> get, I mean, this this is what's fascinating. You have funds charging 1.9%. If you go to Vanguard and you use index funds, you're going to pay about 0.1%, 0.1%, or, uh, I don't know, about 19 uh, times less. It's just shocking. It really is. It's shocking what these firms charge for a mutual fund, for heaven's sake. Anyway, yeah, make the move. Uh, let's see. Phone number, 855-935-TALK. Call that anytime. Website, talkingrealmoney.com. Go to the contact form. Send in questions that way. If you have big questions, like involved stuff, this is something our firm does that few others do. And uh, matter of fact, we're going to discuss this in a lot more detail on tomorrow's real live radio show that turns into a podcast next week, because apparently I have to take one of our advisors to task. They didn't try to sell people, but, you know, because we promised that, uh, but they did something else. You'll, you'll hear it later. This is a tease. Listen to the future podcast or listen to the live show on Como Radio. 
And you can call the show, by the way, at 855-935-TALK between 3 and 5 Eastern or noon and 2 Pacific. But back to what I was going to say. You need help. Yeah, let's say you're retiring early. You're taking a big lump sum distribution. You don't know what the heck to do with it. Ah, help me. Nobody will help me. Yes, we will. We'll help you. Even if you never intend to become a client of our firm, Vestory, we will help. And there's no obligation. And there's no sales pitch. Now, will we manage your money for the rest of your life for free? Come on. I mean, we're nice, but we're not that nice. We got to make a living, but we do charge a lot less than most other firms out there. You can check it out. We even have a form comparing a lot of the big firms and other firms to our firm at our website, talkingrealmoney.com slash help. Uh, but what I was saying is if you want to meet with somebody, we make our advisors available. It's part of the deal. They will spend some time with you, helping you understand this. All you have to do is go to TalkingRealMoney.com or go to Vestry.com. You can go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help, or you can go right there on the front page of Vestry.com and set up an appointment online to meet with one of our advisors. No obligation, no cost, no high-pressure sales pitch. And we're going to prove to you tomorrow that if you let us know there's a problem, we address it. Okay? We do. We pride ourselves on that stuff. That's why we know that they will they will not ever hit you with a high-pressure sales pitch because they know we'll talk about it on the radio. And you can know that too. So thanks for listening. Thanks for participating. Thanks for telling others about it. We need you to be our evangelist, please. We're trying to help everybody we can. And given the fact that my life grows more finite by the moment, we need more listeners now. So go tell folks about the podcast. Put it on your social media, that kind of stuff, okay? Thanks again. Talk to you soon. You can call us tomorrow. We can have a long conversation back and forth, too, at 855-935-TALK. Call on Saturdays, 3 to 5 Eastern. Take care of yourselves. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That should keep the lawyers happy.